Jack of All Nerds is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Guy love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. You puny rangers, make my monster grow! Oh no, guys! It's Velvetor! We need Krispy Kreme Megazord power now! Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Oh, you think grilling is your ally? Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. <laughs> Are you the doctor? Uh, no, I'm the nurse. Where is he? You've been listening to The G-Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show! Hello, and welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me, as always, Mr. Derek Murray. Hello, Clarice. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it, it actually was a pretty terrible... Yeah, no, it was. It, yeah. <laughs> At least give me a... Yeah, no, it was like really half-hearted. I'm not actually having a friend for dinner. It's, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> and in the booth, Danny Anthony. Would you fuck me? Uh, no, and I appreciate you I, asking. Yeah, beforehand. thank you. I, you know, at least at least he was a gentleman <laughs> and asked. I mean, are you, does my answer matter? Are you still going to make a skin suit? I'm still going to make see, a skin suit out of you. Okay. That's where he went wrong, because if they were like, no, I wouldn't, and he's like, well, I'm going to take your skin anyway. That's that's where, <laughs> you know. Well the... get something out of the deal, you know? <laughs> well, I'm still going <laughs> to. Uh, Doesn't handle rejection well. <laughs> tonight on the show, guys, we, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite dead writers. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, a, de- yeah, a deceased yeah. authors club, if you will. I feel like if that were reworked a little bit, it could make a good movie title. Uh, maybe like, with uh, like 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 Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or what if we specifically talked about poets? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But they were like a dead poets organization. Yeah. Well, no? poets. It's got to be classy. Okay. Yeah. Like a like a society of sorts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Organization's yeah. not good enough. It's yeah. got to be yeah. like maybe an alliance. Yeah. No, I like yeah. society. Maybe like a really good catchphrase, like "Oh, caption my caption" <laughs> or something like that. Could be. I think I'm getting something, guys. Dead Poets Society. Let's patent that. All right, let's, let's yeah. do it. And copyright it. Let's write the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, tonight we're talking about yeah some of our favorite you know people, <laughs> dead that are, people that are dead that, that write that things and <laughs> write stuff. Yeah. Uh, and oh, we're gonna, oh oh oh! Not those. Oh. No, not their careers are dead. They're just. Oh, no. <laughs> I just heard write. I just heard write stuff. So uh, you can't trick me like that. Yeah. Sorry. No, we're we're gonna talk about some of our favorite dead authors, and uh, we're gonna give you some examples of their work and things like that. They could be they could be poets. They could be playwrights. They could be just regular novelists or TV movie writers. Whatever. The only requirement is that they're no longer with us. That's rather morbid, but it is. It is. It's uh, it's, it's a little harsh. Not a classic if you're not dead. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, we're yeah. gonna do that. 
Um, also, I'm going to give you my uh, preliminary thoughts, and I think Danny's going to chime in here as well, <laughs> on uh, Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Path of Exile, both video games. And, uh, yeah. But I guess before we do any of that business, we should probably talk about the people who allow us to be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right, everybody. It's sponsor time. First up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, all kinds of good stuff. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Also check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show enjoy a fabulous four course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation for more information visit thedinnerdetective.com and if you're purchasing tickets for the claremont california location use the promo code crime to get a five dollar discount also guys be sure to check out four color fantasies comic book store located in rancho cucamonga california uh this is the inland empire's premier comic book store guys and i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because uh, that's actually not a skill set that I have. I haven't trained in it. I haven't practiced it at all. Um, not even blowing smoke. Not just up people's asses. Just the whole the, the whole, whole art of it. I'm I just haven't done it. For yeah. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this this store is great, guys. It's clean. It's got all all your favorite memorabilia and comic books. They do a lot of cool events coming up in November. Movie screening time. Private screenings yeah. for Thor Ragnarok and the Justice League, one of which I'm excited for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be at both. Yep. We'll be doing our thing and giving out prizes. They give out prizes, so you're going to want to check that out. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash 4CF Rancho. And uh, that's with the number four, not with it spelled out. That's sponsors, guys. Now we just. And now we just listen to the music for the rest of the day. I have mixed feelings on this music at this current time Mm -hmm. because because of the hurricane. (laughs) And so, and and here's the thing about the hurricane, right? It's it's hitting Florida, Mm -hmm. but that's all we've heard about. It's also already passed over. I'm pretty sure Antigua is so small it got swept up into the hurricane. I don't think Antigua exists anymore. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's it's gone. But like we don't hear anything about that. It's just like, oh, Florida, you know. And I mean, it's it's tragic everywhere. I'd like to hear that everyone in the world is doing okay after this because it's such a like what it's it went it went the hurricane that hit Texas, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Harvey, and then, and then Irma, and then it's being fucking followed up by Jose or whatever. Yeah, like calm the fuck down. Yeah, look, that's what you get for not believing in climate change. <laughs> I, I mean, fuck you. You know what I mean? Well, of course, if you're uh, Kurt Cameron, uh, it's God t- telling us or delivering us humility. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, that, it still makes more sense than denying climate change, I, you know, or believing that the Earth is flat, whichever one you want to adhere to. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to one of our listeners and one of our patrons who uh, sent a tweet uh, that says, uh, in the event that Irma wipes, he's in Florida, by the way, uh, <laughs> said, in the event that Irma wipes us off the map, I have instructed my estate to keep paying my Jack of All Nerds Patreon <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> In perpetuity? Yeah. That means forever. Yeah. I only know that because of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, man. Look, no one can ever say our fans aren't fucking dedicated. That's right. So, uh, Mr. Sean Hart, we salute you. Thank you, sir. Yes. 
Watch it on Twitch. We did it for and real. For fuck's sake, stay alive. <laughs> yeah, please. We don't actually want that to happen. Because when he tweeted me, like, we had a dinner detective show scheduled in Jacksonville. Yeah. And we had to cancel it because, you know, the hurricane. And so when he, I kind of, like, slipped my mind. And then he tweeted me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, stay safe, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, why? What's going on down there? And oh. Then, and then he, uh, then he tweeted back. He's like, I've put my faith in Florida construction and my own ability to properly install hurricane shutters. I failed to see how this could backfire. <laughs> You'll know when the first two by four comes flying through your window. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so like everybody uh, in Florida, stay safe. Yeah, please. I, yeah, please. we know we know Florida as a whole listens to this show, so yeah, do that. Everybody yeah, like the Florida. whole state of Florida. That's like our whole fan base. Yes. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Patreon, guys, uh, next week. We're going to be recording this month's yeah. bonus episode. New content, bitches. That's right. The commentary for Star Wars Attack of the Clones. I, Derek's excited. Yeah. He's very excited. We're going to get some cloners. Uh, it, uh, They're cloners. I, just, I keep thinking about how fucking terrible that movie is. I don't like clones. <laughs> They're coarse. Always a they get everywhere. They get everywhere. Oh, man, it's awful. <laughs> Look, uh, we, for your money, we subject <laughs> ourselves to things. We're whores. We will do yeah, no, the we, whole, most horrible We sat shit. through Wild Wild West. We, that, we sat through both of the worst Batmans of all time. You know, guys, but we also, we learn a lot yeah. about the films and ourselves in the process. So I think it's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like, like there's no amount of whiskey that I won't drink. Yeah, there. yeah. Me whiskey. Mike, please tell me what Van Helsing taught me. As a person, please tell me how that bettered my life in any way. It gave you a really strong appreciation for Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> you know what? Fucking touche. Yeah. And her you struggles. Do, yeah. You and do what struggles. she does in a course. Yeah. Hashtag nope. feminism. Hashtag feminism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, I've got good news for you two. Yay! And by good news, you I mean, mean I mean bad news. Yeah. Like, cause do you guys remember a time before pumpkin spice was a thing? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I know this is Entenmann's, but I think they're the same fucking company. So here we go. We uh, have a thing on this show where come pumpkin spice season, uh, I force us to subject <laughs> ourselves to all manner of different pumpkin spice flavored. Yeah, accoutrement. It, it's think, basically think, it's basically for as long as we can stand it, we become yeah. basic bitches. This used to just be an October thing, but they keep releasing the shit earlier and earlier. <laughs> I was and just gonna say, I think the, the like the late person calls it fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of like, spice they fucking started releasing pumpkin spice lattes in August. That's how much this has been. It was August thirty first. Yeah, fuck you. I, look, they guys, had it way before that. I don't. I don't want to get you too excited, but I've already gotten. A ton of stuff. Oh, God damn it. I like mail ordered like, some of it. Pumpkin spice peanut butter. Oh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm down. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. I'm down. It's oh, happening. my God. Pumpkin spice applesauce. No. Oh, yes. That's actually next week. No. Because that, that's probably going to expire soon. So. That does not exist. Yes. Are you yes. fucking serious? And it's in a squeeze packet. So it's going to be oh, it's it's like yogurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah. you like processed pumpkin oh. spice plastic. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. 
You're, you're going to love it. You're I don't understand asshole. how you are able to, every year since we've started this, you are able to find worse things to put into our bodies that have pumpkin spice attached to it. I'll tell you, nothing, nothing, the internet. Nothing's going to be worse than that like, yeah. pumpkin puree that we had. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that Actually, was I was considering just buying an actual pumpkin and having us <laughs> scoop shit out of the pumpkin I, Didn't we it. do that, though? No, I, we, did, we did the pumpkin puree in the can. Oh, that's right. I, which I was will, gross I will enough. throw up on the radio. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty bad. Well, then it might be worth the price of admission. <laughs> Just make sure there's a trash can nearby. Anything for the sake of entertainment, right, fellas? Hey, you uh, know, we're so artists. Tonight, so. so tonight we have these Entenmann's Pumpkin Donuts. I'm um, actually kind of excited for these. These, these. <laughs> yeah, no, I. you know what? I wafted them just like you did right now. I, I gave them a waft, and I was like, oh, God, this is the Twinkies all over again. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a strong, it's a strong, uh, yeah, strong it is, fragrance. It is pungent. It's pungent. Right. Yeah. This is such a hard thing for me because I, I fucking love donuts, but I hate pumpkin spice. And I don't know how to feel about this combination. So now we, we play this little game called Who Goes First. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I, I, yeah, I have Dan, no... All right, Danny, Danny's do it. Danny's actually no excited about for this, this one, so, so he can go first. The, 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 yeah. Here we go. For the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, does it have a good mouthfeel? No. <laughs> no. It, it kind of feels like, because it's not moist it's at kinda, all. Kind of like a limp, limp dick. It's kind of like. Is it dry? In your mouth. A, like the outer part is really dry, but once you get into the soft nougat center, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty moist. And it's, honestly, it just, it tastes like an old-fashioned donut to me. Oh, there's no pumpkin flavor. Like, I, really? I taste a little bit of pumpkin, but it's that fake pumpkin-y okay. shit. So it's not, it's not as pungent as those fucking Twinkies were last year, right? No, no, and it's not bad at all. It's okay. actually. Quite enjoyable. Okay, uh, Derek, am I am I next or you next? Uh, I'll go right now. Okay, let's let's do this. He's going for it. Get the smell. Take it in. Does it have an, an oakiness to it? It's got an oaky <laughs> afterwards. Very, very uh, <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin <laughs> smell. Um, I think the word is pumpkin. You know, and actually, you know what? It does have a very like when you put it all together in the box. The, the pumpkin is like wafting, like it's yeah. overbearing. But when you single out just a piece, I I just smell old fashioned donut in a box. That pairs yeah, the, well with the because I feel like dark. the glaze on it is really what gives it the flavor, mm-hmm. and and you can smell the glaze for sure. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's not that bad. It the glaze really takes away from how strong it masks the 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 pumpkin. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not it I feel like they just colored glazed donuts. Yeah, I think that's exactly and, what they did. And called them pumpkin. Sprinkled sprinkled, sprinkled some of that. Yeah. Was it allspice on it? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Look, there's a bit of the bread that that has that pumpkin mm-hmm. sponge. But it's not. It's yeah, not it really nearly is. as bad. The, the individual donut piece by itself doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have doesn't that. Have that strong. Okay, I'm going in. Do, Do it. it. I'm going in. Oh God! Did you have to stick out your tongue? Make it real deep, like. Oh well. Take it to the head, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go balls. And deep that's on how it. Mike feels about the donuts, guys. Oh. <laughs> Who doesn't like a donut? <laughs> yes, yeah, no, it, it just tastes like. Yeah, a it just. Donut. Yeah, like there's just that hint. Of pumpkin sponge, but the glaze yeah. is so strong that Honestly, it hides I'm, it. I'm not even getting the pumpkin yeah. spice. I'm like getting yeah. a hint of cinnamon. I'm now currently yeah. eating but both not pieces. Even, yeah. yeah, not even anything else. So it's orange colored, and that's about the extent of it. They I are orange colored, old fashioned donuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, chase it with the beer, Derek. It's really good. It's fucked up. Ooh, ooh, that's a good idea. 
Hold on, guys. Oh, which reminds hold, me. Hold my beer. Last year, I got the pumpkin lager. This year, I'm leaving it up to you guys to get a different Oh, okay. I'll, All right. Yeah, fair I'll, enough. I'll go in on that. All right. Well, that was... Um, that was something. That was that was disappointing. <laughs> Don't You better not disappoint me, pumpkin spice applesauce. <laughs> it's not. We're going to get grossed out. <laughs> if anything, just by the texture of it. Some some Two. stuff is pretty mild this year. I got, I got some pumpkin spice Cheerios. Those are actually um, really good. That, I enjoy that those. Sounds, Never tried them. So. I remember uh, are we eating them dry. Or are we gonna did have you like, send me that? Be dry. I think somebody sent me that, and and then you were like, "I already got them," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. No, I sent you the picture, and then I was like, "Yeah, I already bought them." Um, I can probably uh, borrow some pumpkin stuff from work. Like mm-hmm. we have the new pumpkin cream cheese bars. Well, I was gonna because last year I know certain places like do a pumpkin spice like shake and weird shit like that, mm-hmm. and I missed out on that window of opportunity. So if I see, if you guys hear anything, like Jack in the Box, anyone doing that kind of thing, let me know. And that Sunday, I will go pick up three shakes beforehand, and we'll try that shit. I really want Wendy's to do a pumpkin spice frosty. I think I'll lose a little bit more respect <laughs> for Wendy's, but... put it past them. Um, jump on the train. All right, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, oh, oh, real quick, before while I'm still there. Um, getting back to Patreon, if you guys at certain levels of, of patronage... We do give you shout-outs on the show. Everyone gets a monthly shout-out, but some are more in-depth than others. And one of those is the Nerd Out app, everybody. If you Yay! haven't checked out the Nerd Out app, get to your app store on your iPhone or Android device and type in Nerd Out. Uh, what this app does is it tells you about cool, nerdy events in your area, oh. and they are constantly adding new cities all the time. And uh, they have a top five for certain big cities on their site. And here is some of their top five that's coming up uh, soon here. Actually, some of these have already passed, so I won't list them. But there's an Army of Darkness Monster Palooza cosplay Ooh. photo shoot and meetup. That's September 16th at uh, presumably Monster Palooza. Uh, son, a son of Monster Palooza. Uh, Rebel Rebel Art Show, September 15th. That's uh, Star Wars themed. Oh, okay. The uh, Doug, whatever this is, it says Doug Benson interruption, the fate of the furious, September nineteenth. So okay. I'm I really hope that's a Doug Benson commentary. I think that's probably what for it fate is. Fate of the furious, because yeah. that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. So those are just some things coming up. Uh, in those are all in the Los Angeles area, by the way. Uh, but they have lots and lots of cities uh, nationwide, and even some. Uh, I think they have some other countries as well. Wow. So should definitely check the app out, guys. All right, it's time to get down with our bad selves and review some older movies. Yeah. It's Blast from the Past time. And you're starting it off, Derek. Am I? All right. Uh, So I actually didn't think I was going to do this movie, um, but it was on, and (laughs) I have actually watched it twice back-to-back now. Um, that does not mean that it is a good movie by any means. Just means there wasn't anything else on. Um, so she's all that is the classic '90s high school coming of age story. The jock with the hot girlfriend uh, decides after she breaks up with him to fucking date Matthew Lillard. Uh, she decide he decides that he's going to place a bet with douchebag Paul Walker pre Fast and Furious. Um, that he can make any girl prom queen. Prom queen. Sorry, I don't know why he would make a girl king, but whatever. Hashtag I feminism. I mean, it would be more impressive, I guess. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he he makes this bet that he can make any girl prom queen in you know however many weeks he has to do it. Uh, they pick this girl, Lainey, uh, played by Rachel Lee Cook, uh, who is kind of already hot anyway, but they're just like, oh yeah, if you just take off your glasses, you're sexy. Like, that's really... 
all that happens. But she's like super artsy fartsy and doesn't like anybody and is totally antisocial. And they decide that she's going to be the one. And then shenanigans ensue. I don't know what else you want in this movie because that's pretty much all that happens. Um, I, you know, strangely, it's actually funnier than I remembered. Uh, there's a lot of things I really enjoyed and Paul Walker playing a douchebag way better than Paul Walker playing the good guy. I'm just going to throw it out there. He plays it way better. I forgot how much he's hated. Where, in this movie. where does his performance in meet the Deedles stand? <laughs> on that, That's probably on my that favorite scale. Paul Walker movie. <laughs> I love meet the Deedles. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say she's all that is a little bit above. Okay. He's, he's pretty solid. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, everybody does, everybody does well. Freddie Prince Jr. is pretty solid. Um, there's a cameo by Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, there's, uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Honestly, she's one of my, uh, guilty pleasures from the 90s. Like, I had a, like, have I had a seen, massive crush on have her. Have you seen her recently? I haven't. Because she does not look any older. No, no shit. She, she really? was on a show on like TNT or USA or something like that yeah. with uh, with Will from Will and Grace for a while. Yeah, and she was supposed to be like this FBI agent or something like that, and she looked just the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually yeah. always had a TV crush on her. Like for, I, I think since the Babysitters Club, the movie. I think I'm like Jesus. Look, I was 14, and so was she. So it's, get it the was fuck okay. Off it was okay. it was all right. It was acceptable. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I've always thought she was pretty. So, uh, but you know, Kevin Pollock's in the movie. Little Kieran Culkin is in there. Um, everybody does well. I mean, it's honestly, it's a pretty fun movie. Um, Matthew Lillard plays himself. Uh, so like any other Matthew Lillard part? Yeah, but this one, it's okay. He's not actually trying to be somebody else and then it just shits out Matthew Lillard. Like he's actually Matthew Lillard in this movie. And honestly, it plays better. He should just be himself the entire time. Um, the only, the only thing where I was like, fuck this movie, uh, is one Usher. I, that, him being the DJ of the school was like. Wait, is this the movie that has the, the big dance number? Yes! And that's my other, that's my second point. It is so fucking, I, like, we were, my girlfriend loves this movie. So that's why we ended up watching it twice. That explains it. Yeah, no. But even she, she loves this movie. And when she loves movies, like, you, logic just goes out the door. You don't get to be like, wait, but that doesn't make sense. This is one of the only times I've ever watched a movie with her that she loves. And she's like, this whole scene is stupid. And like, it is so fucking random because Usher <laughs> is just like, all right, dance team, show me what you got. And then he basically cha-cha slides the entire prom and everybody at the prom knows what to do. And they just do this whole dance number to funks your brother and then nothing happens after that like yeah. that's it it's that, just but that fucking song was all over the oh place oh my at god that time. yes it was whoa, 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 i look whoa, and i whoa, love whoa, that song whoa, don't get me whoa, wrong whoa. i love that song. i'm a 90s kid that song special place in my heart i love it but i i, I like, was just I feel like danny's looking that shit up right now <laughs> dude you better bring us out to that <laughs> motherfucker uh but yeah i i was watching it and i was like this is the dumbest thing to ever happen in any high school movie pretty much ever like this is fucking stupid uh, and especially because there's no reason for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't add to the plot. It doesn't, like, it's not like, it, it's not like she finds out that it was a bet and then they have, like, a dance-off on the dance. You know what I mean? Like, it literally is just a dance sequence. Like, it's like a Hindi movie. <laughs> like, it just, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason for it to be there. They just break out oh in a song God. 
And then they just resume the story. It's so fucking I, weird. I want to see a Hindi version of Funk Soul Brother. Oh, my God. I Dude, and look, listen, I will tell you right now, as, as somebody who has watched a number of Hindi movies, they would fucking kill it. They would, they kill would it. absolutely, they would absolutely kill fucking it. kill it. They like, would be Fat amazing. Like, Fatboy Slim's in there. He's, he's yeah. mixing it up with everybody. Oh, Hell dude, yeah. Now I want it to happen. Yes. Um, it needs to. <laughs> but uh, I, you know what? I, actually, after the, I thought I was going to give it a gasp, but now... <laughs> now that you've been brought I, up Funk Soul Brother. now that I've actually gone through it and talked about it i'm gonna give it a blast i actually had a lot of fun watching this movie jesus Christ. okay <laughs> all right uh let's here's what we gotta do guys we gotta take our first commercial break right now when we come back uh we'll go ahead and move on with <laughs> yes <laughs> i've heard the song way more commercial. than you need to yeah. in a single sunday uh when we come back we'll continue with blast of the past uh, I'll also give you guys an update on the contest that we started last week because we're gonna we're gonna extend it a week and I'll explain why. So yeah, if you uh, if you're watching on Twitch, uh, I think it's gonna is it gonna go silent or there's some different music that'll uh, play? I, I think it's just gonna go silent because so I don't know where the back. So you'll is. still see us over here, circle jerking or whatever we do in here. When yeah. we're not on. The I'll air. bring the spit and then. Uh, but the, the audio is going to go out to something different for a few minutes and then uh, yeah, we'll be right back. listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio, puny earth creature. Now where did I put that Illudium Pew 36 space modulator? Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Derek's giving himself another treat. I did. Of the, of I did. The pumpkin I'm not going to lie. Fuck you. <laughs> Bro. Uh, what's funny is my girlfriend was actually very excited for these. She's like, bring them back to me. <laughs> 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 you guys are done. Yeah. They're, they're not that bad. It's yeah. been one of the only... But again, it's because they don't taste like pumpkin yeah. spice, so that's why yeah. I hear all about it. Yeah, it's not like the Twinkies that were like, we're going to abandon everything that's good about Twinkies <laughs> oh, yeah. and ruin generations of... Hostess yeah. lovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Tell them about the Twinkie. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, don't. No, please don't. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> that's a big That's a sick Twinkie. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So before we get back into Blast from the Past, uh, last week on the show, I had mentioned that the podcast version of our show is now going to be hosted on the Hyper RPG Podcast Network. And uh, that's still happening. It's still a thing. Okay. However, there was... <laughs> so, it, I lied. Yeah, I lied. No, because it's a new thing, uh, there was some miscommunication, and last week's episode didn't get aired on their uh, podcast network till today. Okay? Oh. So, that being the case, the contest that we ran that was supposed to be a, have a deadline of tonight, uh, the 10th, 11th, whatever fuck today is, I don't know time. It's the 10th. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Never I, forget, Mike. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's right. That's tomorrow. That's <laughs> awkward. Derek forgot. I did. I totally did. 100%. Uh, so I, I'm pushing the the date back of when we're going to announce the winner to the 17th. So next Sunday, September 17th, is when we'll announce the winner. That way, uh, the people listening on Hyper RPG, because uh, this episode should actually be released like Tuesday of this week, which will give them the rest of the week to hear it and enter the contest, because I want everyone to kind of get a chance uh, to enter. So, and to everyone who has already entered, 
Uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, <laughs> thanks. thanks. <laughs> and what you're entering to win, by the way, is... Uh, I didn't bring it with me tonight because I had the pumpkin spice stuff. And I just, so close your eyes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's back to school season, so it's a cool Marvel backpack with a detachable Captain America shield lunchbox. Yeah. And inside was a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, there was a, what, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Blu-ray, yeah. the original movie. Uh, there was some notepads and coloring sticker books. sets and a coloring book. Crayons, and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, it was a t-shirt. It was a Ghostbusters t-shirt mm-hmm. in there. So all kinds of good stuff. If you got kids or you're just a tiny adult, um, you know. <laughs> or a big adult that likes tiny things. I mean, yeah, we're not going to judge. The only person I will not allow to enter this contest is if you're a perv and you're trying to use said stuff to lure children into a windowless van, then you can go fuck yourself. Okay? I'm a Pennywise. Yes. We're going to follow you for a couple of weeks just to make sure that's not what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, so that's why that's why it's being pushed back. So I apologize to everyone, uh, but we will announce the winner next Sunday, the 17th, for sure. Getting back to Blast from the Past. Next up, Danny Anthony. Yay. I guess. Um... <laughs> I did uh, the film abortion known as The Postman. <laughs> I, look, at least it doesn't have like a three-hour runtime. Yeah, at least it's like short and uh, simple. And I, oh, I, I, oh, I, oh, no, no, it does. I, okay, I watched the director's cut. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, so what is that? Like five, six hours? No, what are you it's, into? It's like god. three hours and like like fifty minutes. Oh my god! You hate yourself, don't you? Hey, if yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go big. Jeez! What could the director's cut possibly have aside from just shots of maybe uh, Kevin Costner it's directing actually, it's actually more Tom Petty <laughs> which uh, which is probably the best part of that movie oh man um, here's the thing I'm a little bit of a masochist so I actually like watching this horrible horrible movie mm. to where if it's on like network television I'll suffer through commercials to watch it what, what the fuck is wrong with you uh, like I said masochist uh, that being said it's a fucking horrible movie. Because <laughs> um, isn't it basically just Waterworld water on world. land? Yes. It's For whatever reason, it's Costner land. cannot land the post-apocalyptic movie. It's Land World. <laughs> it's Pacific no, no, Northwest no, let's go, World. Let's go with Postman. That sounds better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So many... Like, I was on IMDb just reading about this movie, and it's like so many parallels with Waterworld. Nameless protagonist. Uh, like, uh, devout... Uh, leader as the antagonist and it was just horrible and i i love will Patton, but he can't even save this movie how does how does delivering mail uh <laughs> inspire hope yeah here's the thing he he's like he's like the rep he's like the first representative of the restored united states it's like yeah i don't think mail would be the first thing the united states would want to reestablish. but hey yeah. hey all right it's a good story people fell for it so why not no, I, I I feel like they didn't because this. I feel like this movie is universally I, panned. I believe this film actually is what inspired Donald Trump to run for president, though. He's like, I could do that. <laughs> I could be. I could be the postman. I'd could, be the best postman. I, I could create this world. <laughs> no sleet, no hail, no dead of night, all that and more. Um. So I mean, yeah, I, he tries to, like. To just to, he, to survive, he puts on this mailman's uniform, and uh, people start thinking, "Oh, he's a mailman. Do you have mail for me?" And he's like, uh, "Maybe." And th- in order to get like meals, he like goes from town to town with mail, and um, 
ends Wait, up getting a following. Just like just, but just like handing out random mail because that's a federal offense. <laughs> I just like to point out he's breaking the law. <laughs> he was breaking the law when he put the jacket on. That's a federal officer. It's true. Um, but I mean, I guess if there is no government, how does that? Work? Yeah, he's like, I am the government. <laughs> I am the law. Maybe Donald Trump did see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I may like this movie, but it is so terrible that I have to give it a gas. Uh, I, I like that you couldn't even get through telling us what the movie is actually it's, it's really, about. Really, honestly, it doesn't it's, matter. It like, sounds like it would take too long. To yeah, tell no, us. like that's how terrible this movie is. Is that you couldn't even give us an actual synopsis and about here, the here, film? Here's the thing I really don't like about Kevin Costner post-apocalyptic movies. Like he always, there's always a need for somebody to like donate their sperm. Because <laughs> it was this and Waterworld, he ends up being that guy, and yeah. it's just like, yeah. stop. It's it's weird for he he's one of those guys where it's like when it's a passion project yeah. you're just like this is we already know that this is gonna be terrible but then when we're like hey Kevin Costner needs work and then like he shows up in a movie you're like oh you know what you're not really that bad like you're actually a pretty fucking good actor just yeah. stop doing passion projects yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah giving it a guest okie doke uh, I second that I've never seen it but. Yeah, have I've, you seen I, Waterworld? You had, yeah, yes. well, yeah, I, and, the I, Postman. and I, I did Waterworld for my yeah, blast from the past, so I I don't need to sit through po- the Postman ever, yeah. ever. I don't need that. All three hours, All right, guys. Yeah, I don't need two of them in my life. Well, uh, we're taking we're going back almost ten years um, wow. to or ten years exactly to 1987 from your I think it was 97, wasn't it, the Postman? Yeah. Uh, to planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, yes a good movie. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Finally, starring, starring uh, Steve Martin and uh, the late John Candy. And this is this is the I want to say. I mean these these kinds of movies have been around for a very long time. But this is one of the classic, like buddy travel films to where. And when I say buddy, I mean like one of them is a buddy, the other one hates the other one. Kind of a travel movie. Yeah. Um, like the most recent film I can think of that follows this kind of format. I can't even think of the the name of it, but it's with um, due date Robert Downey Jr. Due date, and, due date. yeah, due yeah. Date. Which it's which very isn't, similar, very it, similar. It is, but it's also like there's nothing likable about Zach Galifianakis' no, 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 character, no. and that yeah. that don't don't get robs me it from. The, I'm not yeah. putting them on the same yeah, pedestal yeah, at yeah, all, for sure. I know I'm what they were saying. trying to go for, but yeah. I remember watching that and being like, "This is a terrible interpretation yeah. of planes, trains, and automobiles." Well, I was gonna say, uh, was it Road Trip? Uh, I didn't see Road Trip. Yeah, but Road Trip is more of like the ensemble it '90s is, yeah. cast. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not as it's it, plane trains and automobiles is like a standard. Yeah, like yeah. if you want to do a buddy travel film, this is how you do Plus, it. Plus, I mean, it's John Hughes directing. Yeah, so no, it, you can't. Yeah. You can't. There's go so wrong, many good really. things going for this so movie. Was Ali Sheedy in it? <laughs> no. Uh, so basically, Steve Martin is trying to get home. He works in New York and he's trying to get back home to Chicago because it's a John Hughes movie uh, (laughs) for Thanksgiving and at the start of the movie um, his business partner or whatever a guy I don't know the actor's name but he played uh, Ferris Bueller's dad Ferris Bueller oh okay it's that that actor I think yeah that guy Uh, he's like um, Steve Martin has like a six o'clock flight and the other guy's like, no, no, no I got, I'm going to take the eight. He's like, you should just take the eight with me. And Steve Martin's like, no, I promised I'd be home by nine. And so he's like, you're never going to get there. And of course, everything that could fucking go wrong goes wrong. He does make it to the airport, but like just in time. And then the flight gets delayed and then he gets on a plane. But then Chicago gets snowed in or something like that and they can't land. So it gets rerouted somewhere else. And along the way, he meets John Candy, who's just the most 
like likable, obnoxious guy yeah. ever. Like he's 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 really charming, but he's just he does he does so many things wrong when he's not trying to. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a sto- he's a hurricane of his own. Yeah. Um, and they become kind of unlikely travel companions and. Uh, hilarity ensues. Yeah, and if you've not seen this movie, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it, it's it's very fun. Also, I did not know this because uh, I rented this on Vudu, and I was I didn't have an intention of like staying through the credits, but I did. And you know how at the end of uh, Ferris Bueller, it has a thing. Yeah, there's a fucking thing. At no the end of this. shit. I'm sure really? Yeah. yeah. So in the in the start of the movie, I think they work for like some sort of ad agency, and so they're in the office with whoever is reviewing their big cutouts that yeah. they've made and he, the guy's just like staring at him and he's like holding him up over his head and like looking at him at different angles and like you can tell like Steve Martin's like fucking hurry up make a decision and I don't think the guy ever makes a decision and at the end of the movie they cut back to this asshole in his office with his Thanksgiving dinner on the conference table and he's still fucking looking at these <laughs> things like, at different angles and that was the tag at the end of the, tra- at the, end of the credits oh man yeah that, that is one of those like it's such a classic pairing. I mean, it that w- it was Steve Martin when he was just firing on all cylinders. Uh, John Candy is, is sorely missed as one of those companion guys. Like he's he's one of he's one of those actors where like I genuinely miss seeing him in movies because mm-hmm. uh, he he's just so funny. He's so good, and those two together just at their peaks is uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, and one of our listeners has said, "Planes, Trains, and Automobiles" is one of my favorite John Candy, Steve Martin movies. Yeah, nice, it's good. I, yeah, I, I no, have it's to give a it solid a pick. Yeah, it for is. sure. Yeah, for sure. So, although they they break a lot of laws in for the sake of, <laughs> the sake of comedy, <laughs> but wow. there's the, the 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 hands down my favorite scene is when. Uh, they end up having to share a bed together and they're having like a trouble, like falling asleep. And then it cuts to the morning and John Candy's like got his arms wrapped around Steve Martin and they're both asleep. And John Candy kisses Steve Martin on the ear and they both slowly wake up and Steve Martin's like, why did you, why did you kiss my ear? And he's like, why are you holding my hand? And he's like, where's your other hand between two pillows? That's not two pillows. This <laughs> is Ridiculous! It's, it's so good. Legit, that makes me want to go watch that movie now. <laughs> I, this is this is one of the things why I hate being like as young as I am compared to you guys because mm-hmm. I didn't have a whole lot of John Candy. Um, I think like my first memory of John Candy was Home Alone, mm-hmm. and I loved his cameo in that. Yeah, and then Spaceballs, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, I mean the guy—he's lovable and he's he's a great comedic talent. Yeah, I, I mine are uh, Spaceballs is one of the first things I ever saw him in, and then. Um, I straight and I, I probably actually I'm gonna do this as a blast from the past. Stretch, but, um, no, uh, oh. the great outdoors. Oh, oh god, uh, dude, that is yeah. such a good the one. The great outdoors. Him I'm gonna, and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm gonna do that one. I'm gonna do it for sure. I there's for whatever reason I think it was because my dad loved that movie and he loved John Candy specifically in that movie and it's I just have like. Just childhood memories of sitting down and watching it. I didn't even understand everything that was happening in this yeah. movie, uh, but I have very fond memories of that and that, and then Uncle Buck. Yeah, like Uncle, Uncle Buck, Buck is to me, it's one of John Candy's strongest performances. I it, that is just that movie is so fucking classic to me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah, guy, the guy was comedy gold for yeah, a long time. No, he was. So. He was. He had up until, it up until he died. Uh, well, he he kind of he had some less luck with his films, like near the end there. But I, you know, yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah, everybody, mean, everybody goes through slumps. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But when he was on, man, god damn it, he was on. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, God, it's almost time for our next commercial break, so let's get this video game stuff out of the way. And okay, then, we and then back, we'll come back and talk talk about our authors. Um, so Destiny Two came out this last week, and I gotta say, guys, it uh, it feels a lot like Destiny One. <laughs> um, with hey, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. But they said they were fixing it. That's they, like, they, they, they said did. that. They threw some story in there. There's some cutscenes. That's a story. No, that's a story. It's no. It's not enough. Damn it. And <laughs> some of, some of the mechanics. I mean, most of the gameplay is the same, right? You have one or two like power changes. Um, there's like an additional ability that each class has now, yeah. each subclass. But the the way the game starts to me is really obnoxious. Like the whole idea of we're going to acknowledge that this is your previous Titan uh, or or Warlock or whatever, like your previous uh, character. Mm. We're going to acknowledge that it's that person, but we're going to strip your powers away and make you start from scratch. Sh- sure, fine. Uh, but the way that it's executed, I didn't care for. Like there's that one section where when you wake up after the whole getting your power stripped incident and you're injured mm-hmm. and you're just walking super slow yeah. for no reason and you can't do anything. You're just like limping <laughs> along and you're like, fuck, could we just, just get, where do I got to go? Just get me there. Yeah. I don't need to play a level where I'm walking as a cripple. Yeah. Make that a cutscene. Yeah, exactly. And then you finally find your, your ghost and he's like, well, I can't res you. And then you have to do an entire level. With no powers, just a gun, and if you die, then you gotta start all over again. Like, you, and it's, and that is chaotic, cause you're just like, don't hit me, don't, like, run away! Yeah. yeah. Cause you have no abilities whatsoever. You can't melee anything, you can't do, no you, yeah, you just, all you have is a gun, and not a good one at that. No. And then once you get your light back, even then, you still don't have all your abilities back, you still have to build them up. Like, you can't melee someone until level eight. You know how fucking frustrating that is? Yeah. That's, Anyway. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm meleeing people left and right. Do you have your melee ability unlocked? Which, no. Like the, On the shoulder your class. Charge? Like for the Titan, the shoulder No, no just, it's just the, because I tried meleeing. Yeah, it's just the punch. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I can punch. I don't know and what. I'm at, like, I've been I'm able to do it since I got my light back. Uh, I've, I've been trying. And, well, Maybe I mean, and now, now I'm level eight, so I have my melee abilities, but Maybe I was trying to melee and it wasn't doing anything. Where, what were you playing, Warlock? Or? I was, yeah, I was a Warlock. Maybe that's why. Does, I couldn't understand why. Yeah. Maybe I'm, Maybe my controller's having issues, but I don't know. Uh, once I hit level eight, it was working just fine, so I don't know. It was yeah, weird. Interesting. But anywho, if you liked the first Destiny, you will probably like this one, but if you don't want to spend $60, I would just say keep playing Destiny. Yeah. Um, I mean... Th- well, I mean, there's new stuff. I mean, there's new yeah, gear. Yeah, but I... What's... I... I didn't get a chance to buy the game when it came out, and I had yeah. wanted to, and I just... I haven't been able to, and then... Mike actually pulled me aside yesterday and was like, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the rundown and see if it's worth your $60. Um, and honestly, like he's kind of taken the wind out of my sails. I don't feel like it's something that I really need in my life. Like I played the shit out of Destiny for all its faults and everything that like I had said I didn't like about it and, and the lack of story and whatever. Like I played the fuck out of that game. But after a while, it was just kind of like, all right, cool, what's next? And if what's next is just a uh, a repeat of Destiny 1 with a new skin, 
Yeah. I don't really need. I don't even have that kind of time to spend no, on that. And, game. and that's the thing. I will say, you and I did. We even though we bitched a lot about the first Destiny, we did play the shit out of it. Yeah. But it does reach a point where it's just grinding. Like that's all yeah, you're. Doing. That's all it is. And this game, even though I haven't beaten it yet, I've been doing most of the story missions. But I've already reached that point where it just. It feels like I'm playing the first game over again. The only time there was any little bit of difference is there's one level where you get to get in a tank and Lots fly around and blow shit up. That was fun. I was like, this is different, <laughs> and I like this. But that's, it's really few and far between yeah. on that spectrum. Yeah. So, And I don't like the way the class system is set up now because... It used to be very customizable. You guys remember? Yeah. In your for original skill tree, yep. you could pick this melee ability, and you could pick this buff to your primary yeah. uh, ultimate yeah, yeah, attack yeah. and all this other stuff. But now, whatever melee ability you choose from your character uh, ties to the other subsequent abilities that buff your other things. Mm. So if you like this buff, but you like this melee attack, you, you're screwed. You have to pick this melee attack that connects with this buff. Yeah. And you only have two different options. I don't like that. I, I think it's very limiting. Yeah. So. That's interesting. It's interesting that they chose to, to fix those things too, where it's like, those aren't things that were broken. I don't, I don't remember anybody complaining about the class levels and like what you could do and how to customize your character. I think the customization of your character was the one thing that they did really well, where mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, I can make my guy unique as unique as I want within that subclass and then you could you know fight to to yeah. be good at all the different classes and and work up these abilities really the only complaint that anybody had about it was just i just want to know what the fuck i'm doing and why like i just want a good story yeah. and, and it sounds like they didn't even do that well and to destiny's two's credit there is there is a story there yeah. like danny was saying there there's a lot more cutscenes like Cutscenes, not just people talking as a, as a level loads like the first game was. Like there's but actual cutscenes, and it's not just being an exterminator in the universe. You're not going yeah. around just killing everything. I mean, you are, yeah. but there's actually a reason why now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But my my issue is that a lot of it because it is a sequel to a game. A lot of the story that's being told it's, relates back to the first yeah. game, and because I didn't give a fuck about the first game because there wasn't all that right. plot there. I don't really care yeah. about this big bad guy who looks like they totally ripped off Warhammer 40K. <laughs> like, seriously, seriously, Games Workshop, you should sue somebody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No. And, well, no. And didn't, didn't you also Boss say Thurman that, should sue somebody. Didn't you also say that all the bosses are still pretty much the same? Yeah, yeah most of the creatures that you fight are the exact same creatures from the first game, okay. with with some exceptions. Yeah. They've, they have different weapons. Yeah, they have different weapons. There's some different variations on the creatures, like the Fallen. There's a new kind of Fallen that has a spear, mm -hmm. and they fucking bum-rush you. Yeah. Those guys are badass. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, the... I can't remember the type of Fallen that they are. The Vandal, I think? Yeah, the Snipers. The Vandals, oh, okay. the Vandals now, they have this where they like they fucking crawl. get down on all fours and fucking like speed crawl. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I, they, I remember Vandals being a bitch yeah. Yeah. in the first game. Yeah. Uh, and they, now, they're more so. They're more I mean, a bitch. They had uh, captains from the Fallen. They did have them in the last game that had shields. But now they've given you power weapons to kind of chew away at the shields a lot better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the one thing about the weapons that has changed. Is so before it was there was you remember you had your primary your primary kinetic weapons, which were only certain weapons, yeah. and then your energy weapons were only certain weapons, and then your heavy weapons were only certain weapons. Now the energy weapons and your primary weapons 
are often the same types of guns. Mm. So you can have a hand cannon that's a primary weapon and a hand cannon that's an energy weapon as well. Oh, okay. So that's the one thing that they have changed. And I, I, I kind of like that. That's yeah. That introduces like a new way to play. Yeah. So, but the and the, the heavy weapons though are still pretty much yeah. the heavy. They, they, I think a shotgun is now a heavy weapon. Yes, uh, shotguns, swords, grenade launchers, yeah, rocket launchers. Even the fusion rifle. There's a fusion rifle is a, a heavy. Yeah. Too. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. So again, a lot of that has changed. Yeah. But like the way you level up gear and all that kind of it's stuff all is, the is all the same. Yeah, same grind. Um. Yeah. So. Did they did they take out light level? It's just power level, right? It's a power level now. Yeah, it's not light level. Yeah, it's not light level. Okay. So all your gear has a has a rating, and that creates your power level. So okay, yeah. But like I said, I mean, I and I, my my stance on any video game is just because I don't care for it. I wouldn't say don't. Uh, if you were already on the fence about Destiny two, then I I don't know. You know what I mean? I would hate for you to spend sixty bucks and then be like, "Fuck this game! It's the first one." Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, again, if you like the first one, yeah. But if yeah. you're a fan of the first and one, then I, well, and I was, but I also think of it as like, do I really want to spend sixty dollars to play the first game with a new skin in you know the way that you had presented it? And yeah. like, I really, I don't, and I, I don't get to game nearly as much as I want to, and yeah. so like, I'm not gonna be able to be up till two, three, four, five in the morning, plowing through the story of Destiny. I, yeah. I just won't have that kind of time. So it's I, it's put me in a really kind of tough position because I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet. Okay. So um, the other game that I just real briefly want to mention is it's a free game on Xbox One called Path of Exile, and if you've played Diablo and you're a fan of Diablo, then you should check this game out because it's free and it's basically Diablo. Like you get to it's like an overhead. You run around as uh, one of I think like six different character classes. And you kill hordes and hordes of monsters. You level up as you go. Uh, you get ass loads of equipment as you kill things. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And it's free to play. So there's a few, like, awkwardly clunky mechanics from, I don't know if this started as a PC game and I got carried over and then just didn't work out. And your backpack is stupidly small. <laughs> and, then, and I don't like know if the there's the size a, of a real backpack? Maybe. Yeah, yeah it's one it's, of those. It's Yeah, so it, what it does, though, is that it makes it to where you are really fucking choosy about what you pick up off the mm. ground. Super choosy. Like, if it ain't purple or gold, you're like, I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it in my life. You know what I mean? And and the game does have an interesting mechanic, and in, in there's no gold. So you get equipment, and when you sell equipment, you kind of barter equipment. You trade it for other things. And then when you, you want to buy an item, you trade things that you find for said item. It's very interesting in that regard. So, hmm. but yeah, the 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 awkward small backpack. Like you can pick up like I don't know, like four or five big items, and then you're done. You're full. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, Do you get encumbered? That's super yeah. small. No, you don't get encumbered. You just okay. can't pick up anything anymore. Right. Like wow. and because it's it's on a grid system. Yeah. And so, like depending on the size of the item, it'll take up either four squares or or three squares or six squares. Yeah. And the thing doesn't auto put things into your backpack in, a, in the right way. So, so a lot of times you'll have to go into your backpack and move shit around to compact it tightly mm. to make room for things and really like Tetris it in there. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Just like and Resident so, Evil 4. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's one of the awkward things about it. But again, it's a free game and I'll give it that one little error for how much fun the game is overall. All right. So because the, the level up possibilities are fucking like infinite. Is that The, the on... skill tree is just like... That's what I like. I like yeah, that too. I like skill infinite skill trees. That's why I yeah. love Skyrim, man. Skyrim skill trees were ridiculous. 
Yeah, I, and I that, that's one of those Witcher three things too, where mm-hmm. like the, the the amount of things that you could learn how to do was just, I it was infinite. Like yeah. you could constantly change and, powers and and the way the game works. So uh, abilities are tied to gems that you get, right? And all your equipment has slots, gem slots. And when you equip a gem slot, you have access to that ability, and it gets experience and levels up as you level up. Oh, nice. So. You can you have like a fuck ton of different abilities. Like mm. I have a guy who dual wields, but I can also cast spells and stuff. You find new gems as you go. You can buy gems. There's gems that like are support gems that yeah. let you do bleed damage or make you attack faster, things like that. So in that regard, like it's, it's just kind of like a really unique system. So like and, do you cast spells out of your weapon? Um, it's just like it's tied to a button oh, okay. on the thing. But certain abilities do have weapon requirements. Okay. So uh, like there's an ability called cleave, greatest ability in the game. Uh, lets you cut through multiple monsters, but you have to be using a sword or an axe. Ah. So you can't use like a dagger and do it. So, yeah. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. Um, all right, guys, let's take our next commercial break. And, uh, oh, someone was came in late. Yes, Path of Exile. That is the game that I am talking about, Kuma Ninja on Twitch. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, when we come back, we're we're going to get into talking about Dead guys. Uh, yeah. Dead, dead authors, everyone. Some of our favorite dead authors, their works. We're going to give you some example of their work in case you're not familiar. And, uh, yeah, if you guys have any favorite dead authors that you'd like to share with us, please do so in the comments uh, or in the chat on Twitch. We'll be right back. Hey, bub, you're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Don't go anywhere, or else. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, guys, we are talking about dead authors. Uh, Ones that we love. Famous ones, I think. I don't know. I chose famous ones. Those are really the only ones you need to go with, right? He's like, I just some random name that no one's ever heard of. You're like, you know, he's my favorite. This is really he's my favorite. He only wrote a book. He's actually he's my cousin. So he's, you know. <laughs> he's my favorite, though. He's my favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, uh, who who wants to kick it off? I, I think you should, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mike, you brought papers and shit. I, I did. Think, I did. I, I brought, think we should kick it off strong. I and then fucking study materials. Yeah, I think we should start strong and then just let everything get weak as we Google search. Perfect. Art. You know, Sounds authors. Good. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Let's, let's go with what uh, we know. Also, if you're listening through the chaotic app, it has come to my attention that the commercials have not been playing during the commercial break. So here's the what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to we're not going to we're going to skip the next commercial break because I'd rather not have people sitting in silence for five minutes. Okay. So, wow. yeah, that's one hour nonstop. Oh, my Jack God. Of all nerds. Can you handle it? <laughs> Are you ready to rock? Yeah! Moving! I'm going to need more pumpkin donut. (laughs) Down. So down. They really are just donuts. I'm going to need some Red Bull and an endless supply of Hot Pockets. Uh, All right, sure. I'll I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Uh, So one one of my favorites uh, of all times is is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, author of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And look, we all know Sherlock Holmes. This... 
this story has been retold countless times yep. in countless mediums. There's video games. There's books. There's comic books. Time out. There's there's a Sherlock Holmes video game. There's like yeah. a couple of them. Are there really? I think Benedict Cumberbatch did one of the video games. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. That's or it's funny. based on that Sherlock. Yeah. No. There. Yeah. Wow. There's uh, there's there's comic books. There's like. Uh, That's not just Carmen Sandiego, right? Like where you a, just there's a video game that is Sherlock Holmes versus, versus Jack the Ripper. Yes, no shit. yes, there is. Yes, yeah. Even though I don't think they existed at the same time. No, but no, that's absolutely not. Like, who cares? Who cares? What does that matter? You want to see the greatest yeah. detective match? You know, match up against the killer that was never caught. So, yeah. Uh, which is a weird parallel I mean, history, even, but that's even fine. Batman has gone into Sherlock Holmes territory. Yeah. Interesting. Gotham right. by Gaslight. It's one of my favorites. Who who really is the world's greatest detective? Well, I think I mean, it is. Is it Batman? I think it is, is Batman. It Sherlock Holmes. Because there is no. Well, no. I honestly. Or is it Batlock Holmes? Oh. Ooh. Oh. Batlock. It's just Sherlock as Batman. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Sherlock. I'm Sherlock. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Sherlock Holmes. No, I'm the, I'm the world's greatest detective. How about you, my two How about you? I'm going to tell you everything I know about you based on your phone case. <laughs> Gotham just showed you that we believe in the power of deduction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I've, I have simultaneously ruined two of my favorite characters of all time. I mean, Watson is pretty <laughs> much Robin, so... Um, but so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read an excerpt, just a... It's like... Two paragraphs Ooh. from story time. Uh, the tale, hey. tale of the speckled band. Ooh, from and I'll I'll, I'll give you a little a little preface, a little preface. Danny, <laughs> do you need a donut for this story? I would love a donut for this story. <laughs> I, I, and like, chuck it hot- through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> just, just open your window. So, uh, so the tale of the speckled band. At this point, at the near the end of the story, um, Sherlock Holmes discovers. That it is a snake, an exotic snake, an asp, if you will, that uh, has been used as, as this murder weapon. It's not an asp. It's a swamp adder. But that's <laughs> – I just wanted to say asp. Anyway, um, it's, it's being used to, to murder people and uh, in an inconspicuous way. And he has figured it out, and at this point he has already uh, – someone tried to murder him with the snake. He caught wise. He scared the snake off, and the snake went back and killed – the master of the snake kind of a thing and this is his kind of breakdown of what happened and uh it just shows you how fucking gangster i'm gonna gonna set the mood real quick okay oh oh boy it was a dark and stormy night yes it was (laughs) all right so he right now he is talking to watson i guess i'll throw a little british on this um i had come to these conclusions before ever i had entered the room An inspection of his chair showed me that he had been in the habit of standing on it, which of course would be necessary in order that he should reach the ventilator. The sight of the safe, the saucer of milk, and the loop of whipcord were enough to finally dispel any doubts which may have remained. The metallic clang heard by Miss Stoner was obviously caused by her stepfather hastily closing the door of his safe upon its terrible occupant. Having once made up my mind, you know the steps which I took in order to put the matter to proof. I heard the creature hiss, as I have no doubt that you did also, and instantly lit light and attacked it, with the result of driving it through the ventilator, and also with the result, causing it to turn upon its master at the other side. Some of the blows of my cane came home and roused its snakish temper so that it flew upon the first person it saw. 
In this way, I am no doubt indirectly responsible for Dr. Grimsey Roylott's death, and I cannot say that it is likely to weigh very heavily upon my conscience. End scene. Yeah, that's actually the end of the story, actually. That's that's the end. It's baller. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's my fault he's dead. Fuck him. Yeah. But, yeah. but said in such an eloquent way, mm-hmm. in, in only a way that Sherlock Holmes can. I, I love that. Snakish temper. Yeah. <laughs> Just say reptilian rage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this... I love a lot of these stories. And they're... I mean, the Sherlock Holmes stories, they're not all books. They're, they are a lot of short stories. Sure. Um, but they're so good, and they're, uh, he just had such an eloquence with the way he, he described things. So, because there have been numerous iterations of this character, so who who has, in your opinion, who has brought this character to life the best? I know that's a fucking loaded question. Shit. Uh, well, there, are, there are only three that really stand out in my mind. Okay. Who? who? Uh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee played Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, when? I want to say like the 60s or 70s. Oh, well, I wasn't alive then, so it doesn't count. You know, they're on film. Oh, no, it's whatever. I was thinking, I was thinking like Basil Rathbone, but, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is where the whole deerstalker or pipe thing came yeah, from. Yeah, right. Because that's not in the fucking books at all. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think also the it's elementary, my dear Watson. I think that comes from there, too, because that's yeah. never said in the books either. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, because honestly, I really enjoyed... The first uh, Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes with yeah. uh, what's his face Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, hey. um, but honestly, uh, both TV shows do a pretty good job of him too. The only thing that I will say about Elem is it Elementary? It's Elementary. Yeah. Elementary is that uh, your boy has a tendency to like low talk. He does. Like it, it's weird because other characters will be talking at a normal level and then. He'll get up there and he'll be Sherlock Holmesing, and he's just and we're like, "What the fuck? We have to turn the volume way up." <laughs> but like, that's an interesting twist on it. Like having a female um, Watson. Watson, you know, yeah. it's it's a, it's an interesting take, and they haven't boned, and I I I, I hope they never I'm do. I'm so excited that do. they haven't yet. Yeah, uh, I haven't even watched the show in a while, but just I check in from time to time to just make sure they haven't boned. And knowing, <laughs> still haven't no, boned. All right, I'll no, be back next week. No, because when that show first started, that was one of that was everybody's big contention. It was you know it, it was John, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu, and everybody was like, "What a female Watson? What is this bones?" Like everybody just assumed that this is immediately going to be. It's just going to turn into a thing where they fuck, and then all they do is quit back and forth, and they just have this sexual tension the entire time. And then if you actually watch the show and you get past those preconceived notions, you start to realize, like, yeah, they don't have that relationship at all. Yeah. Like, that, none of that is there. And they have great chemistry. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, I, I actually think Lucy Liu is one of the better Watsons. Uh, across the board, I think she's. I think she really does a good job in bringing that character to life. Yeah. Um. So I, I, Johnny, to me, it's a, it's a. I love Johnny Lee Miller, and he, and I, I he I, plays a wonderfully eccentric Holmes. Yes. It's just it's just the low talking. Yeah, the, he and he does. I I will absolutely agree with you. There are moments where I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? Was was he talking? Yeah. <laughs> Just super, super low. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he does a really good job of bringing he. The one thing I like about Johnny Lee Miller's interpretation of Sherlock Holmes is that he does a great job in modernizing what Sherlock Holmes would be 
in the world today because they take a lot of those stories and they take a lot of those things that you're used to and they give him like problems that he would have in modern times. You know what I mean? Like I even just the simple fact of making him a recovering drug addict because he's just so like he can't relate to anybody. He's a yeah. fucking sociopath. Like just because he doesn't kill anybody doesn't mean he does. Like you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Sherlock Holmes is batshit crazy. Yeah, no, like he just things, is. Like, like Arthur Conan Doyle has has created a character who is is so deep and so damaged. Yeah, that he, that it's been able to live on this long and be presented in all these different ways. And right, it's still very a yeah, very interesting character. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so I, I I mean I would say Johnny Lee Miller and then oh, I, so did I say Sir I'm sorry. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? <laughs> uh, and then um, the you know shaking. obviously uh, you know Benedict Cumberbatch is as Sherlock. In that series, uh, he he does a great job too. Uh, he Look, takes, he cumberbatches the shit out of that role. Fuck yeah, he does. Uh, but he, you know what? He does this thing where he is he's he's more of like uh, Johnny Lee Miller has moments of relatability where you start to like. Sure, he knows that he's better than everybody. Sure, he knows that he's smarter than everybody. But Johnny Lee Miller, more than Benedict Cumberbatch's version, has moments where he is still deeply human. Like, he might be a sociopath and he might have things that happen to him that are so far beyond everybody else, but more, he's a little bit more relatable as a person, as a human being, than Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch is so far removed from just all human emotion and all human relatability that you're just kind of like, I love watching you, but I don't relate to anything that you're going through. Yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 move on to another author. Danny, you got one? Yeah, I do. Uh, probably one of my favorite authors um, is Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. Um, I've read most, if not all, of his work. Um, I have a tattoo devoted to him. Um, is it a tramp stamp? No, it's just like a raven right above your tailbone. <laughs> Sprawly eagle, its wings wrap around my waist. <laughs> no, it's just right on my shoulder. Uh, for the camera, right there. Um, the money shot. The money shot. Kadoosh. Um And so uh, I decided that I was going to read probably like the first two stanzas of The Raven. Okay. And mood. <laughs> it's the same mood. <laughs> it's the same mood. <laughs> Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping on my chamber door. "'Only this, and nothing more.' "'Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, "'and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the, on the floor. "'Eagerly I watched, the, I wished the morrow. "'Vainly I had ought to borrow. "'From my books, from my books surcease of sorrow, "'sorrow for the lost Lenore, "'for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, "'nameless here.' Forevermore. That's the Raven is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah no, like, it the whole is. thing. It it's is. Such Especially a, when you factor in like the tempo, the meter, yeah. everything in that is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like when you start getting into that, and you just like hit a rhythm, and you just yeah, uh, yeah. It's no. like a freestyle. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those just tragic tragic instances where it's like this dude never knew the stamp that he was going to make on the world until after he died. Like. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, yeah. it's it's sad. It's the way it's the a, artist works, man. Yeah, yeah, especially with poetry. Poetry is yeah. one of those things that 
you know, you never know what you're going to be until you're dead. And I think what sells <laughs> what sells Poe, and this was this was you know indicative of many like gothic authors is like they describe things so well. They just get so descriptive with their with their language. Yeah. What doesn't sell Poe very well is John Cusack movies about him. About, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Fucking movie was you, garbage. You sure? <laughs> I'll send you to hell. Because <laughs> that's something Poe would say. Yeah. God. Fuck off. So terrible. Thanks, John Cusack, for almost ruining <laughs> yeah. Edgar Allan Poe for yeah. me. Um, and actually, did you guys watch The Following? No. Uh, the first season is really fucking good. Um, and it's actually all ba- like the, the cult that this guy creates is all based off of like. Isn't he known as the Nevermore Killer? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all based off of Edgar Allan Poe's writings. Um, See, and that's, it's. That's, that's the problem with society, man. You take, you get some really good dark shit that you write and someone twists it and goes on a murder <laughs> spree. <laughs> no, well, you're what, still on Murder Watch, well, Mike. You don't get off of that list. And this kind what? of feeds into your, uh, Sherlock stuff. Poe was a great mystery writer. Yeah. Uh, The Purloin Letter, Murder in the Rue Morgue. Great, great stories about, uh, his, his main detective was, um, uh, Lupin or Lupin or however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so good. And they kind of referenced that in the Raven, mm-hmm. uh, with that detective. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I just, I just love the way he writes. Yeah. Uh, it's just so like meticulous and complicated and gorgeous. It's just fun to read. Uh, we have a, a listener, uh, favorite dead author. Uh, that is H.P. Lovecraft. Without him, there would be no Call of Cthulhu. Mm. There, would, there would be no Our Lord and Savior Cthulhu. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Well done. And well done. Again, tying right back into that gothic literature again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to the uh, Guillermo del Toro exhibit at LACMA, and there's two like huge exhibits devoted both to Lovecraft and Poe. I think you think if there was no H.P. Lovecraft, there would be no Guillermo del Toro either. <laughs> no, because that, that guy's the way his like mind works. It's like he. Read way too much Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely did. Uh, all right, Derek, what do you got? Uh, you know what? I am actually going to go with uh, one of my favorite poets. Uh, as we have seen on this show, I have Ra- a... Raphael I, de la Ghetto? Yeah, I have attempted... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have attempted poetry uh, in, in my angsty days. Um, and one of those poets, who, he's actually really not even that angsty, but one of those poets that I've always really enjoyed uh, is Robert Frost. Uh, Robert Frost is one of my favorite poets. I used to have, I don't know where it went, but I used to have a book of, you know, the best of Robert Frost's poems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'm going to read one of my favorite Robert Frost, uh, poems for you guys. Is it Do uh, Not Go Gentle? It is not. It's actually The Road Not Taken. Okay. Uh, The Road Not Taken is, is one of my favorite Every ones. Every commencement so. speech ever? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, it, it is, it is literally the, uh, Vitamin C as we go on <laughs> of the Robert Frost generation. <laughs> it's so. It's, uh, All right. But no, I, I, you know what? And it's I, a good poem. That's I, But I will tell you, one of the reasons I've always enjoyed this poem is, is aside from just obviously the, you know, the road, the, the road not taken and the, the message that it gives, um, his ability to create, like his ability to fit it into whatever type of poetry that he's trying to write. And the amount of words that he's able to put in whatever pantameter he's trying to do, I he was brilliant at that. Um, and well, I just can, let's hear. I know. It, all man. right, all right, all right. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood, 
and sorry I could not travel both, and but and be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having, per- and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. Sorry, I can't speak. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, I also can't read. So, um, uh, and both that morning equally lay in leaves. No step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverge in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And that's the line that yep, everybody fucking it. knows. That is it. I yeah. took the road less Fuck the rest by. of the poem. That's yeah. the one that everybody takes. Yep. Because that's it's become like a, a a staple of speech. Like people use it as a figure of speech all the fucking time. Yeah. No, they do. They so, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep stuff. Yeah, and fucking drop poetry on y'all bitches. Yeah, and not like the not like our high school poetry they did <laughs> on that one episode. <laughs> I'm like, gonna murder you, my. This is the good mine stuff. Mine was pretty Robert Frost. And no, okay, right, <laughs> nobody was gonna help me on that one. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think I think my next guy is gonna can give you a run for his money because uh, it would be the Bard. Oh, mm. William, Ethan, William, yeah, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan the Bard. No, uh, William Shakespeare, everybody. Hey. And uh, if you don't know who Shakespeare is, then fuck you. <laughs> uh, who so is aggressive. that? Who is that? I don't. I don't. Is he a writer? What What does he do? I uh, know he works at uh, Starbucks. Oh, great. Great. yeah. See, I thought great I guy. knew him. Great he guy. totally would yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he absolutely, he absolutely would. would. He absolutely he just he just write his fucking <laughs> screenplay, his, his sonnets <laughs> on your fucking cup. Ode to the pumpkin spice bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a latte for Derek to be or not to be. <laughs> oh, that I were a whip upon that cup <laughs> that I might touch that lip. Uh, anyway, so obviously he's known for his tragedies. Like that's what everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare is this super tragic guy. Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet and fucking Macbeth. I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Oh well. Uh, <laughs> oh no, um, the Scottish play. Uh, but you know all this really dark stuff. But he has some really great comedies. Like some of the funniest comedies ever. Uh, and so I have a little scene here that Danny's going to help me out with. Oh, boy. It's uh, it's very short. It's a very short scene. It's from Love's Labor's Lost. And to give you a little backstory on it, uh, the king, who is Ferdinand, who is, who is going to be read by Danny, yes. has decreed that for a year's time that him and his court of men, uh, and all in his court, shall have uh, no women. They're swearing off women for pure, like, intellectual delights. They're they're just supposed to be studying and making themselves better as men, but no women whatsoever. And so this character that uh, that I'm reading as co-star, he's he's a fool basically. But he has been. It's been reported that he's been seen with a woman, mm-hmm. and so he's being confronted about it now. And this is their little back and forth. Banter. I'm gonna read this as regal as I can. All right. <clears throat> I the best for the worst. But, sir, ah, what say you to this? Sir, I confess the wench. 
Did you hear the proclamation? I do confess much of the hearing, but little of the marking of it. It was proclaimed a year's imprisonment to be taken with a wench. I was taken with none, sir. I was taken with a damsel. Well, it was proclaimed damsel. This was no damsel neither, sir. She was a virgin. It is so very too, for it was proclaimed virgin. If it were, I'd deny her virginity. I was taken with a maid. This maid will not serve your turn, sir. This maid will serve my turn, sir. Sir, I will pronounce your sentence. You shall fast a week with bread and water. I'd rather pray a month with mutton and porridge. And Don Amado shall be your keeper. My lord Byron, see him delivered, or, and we go, lords, to put in practice that which each to other hath so strongly sworn. <laughs> and off with his head! <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Danny was ad-libbing right there at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ad-libbing. <laughs> um, but uh, to me, this is it's a it's a hilarious little scene, and just I don't know. He has so much great stuff like this, and this is definitely not like his deep stuff. But the the comedy of this scene, if it's played right, you know, the, the fact that he's like he's been busted, and he's trying in every way to be like, well, no, it, was, I, it wasn't a lady, it was, it was this, it was, you know, this. Well, it was proclaimed that as well, but, eh, but it was this, you know. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was doing the, uh, he was trying to find a loophole Yeah, that exactly, he was trying to school the system. You said this, but not this. <laughs> um, but I think it's a very funny scene, and it's just, like I said, the Shakespeare, whether it was a dude or a bunch of people or yeah. whatever, or Sir Francis Bacon, whoever yeah. gives the fuck, like, his writing is great. Yeah, no, and, it, and honestly, at this point, I feel like it doesn't even matter. Uh, the, all this debate about who it was or how many people it was, or like, it, look, just fucking call it Shakespeare and yeah. let it go. Because he, honestly, like, most of your, a lot of your favorite stories are inspired or direct ripoffs of Shakespearean stories mm-hmm. like 10 things I hate about you the Lion King like those are all Shakespearean interpretations oh. all of them yeah, yeah. no it's true and yeah. and I as a young playwright uh, was heavily inspired by Shakespeare one yeah, of the first absolutely. things I wrote was a Shakespearean like style play mm-hmm. that I think was called like vengeance or something like that yeah which is I mean that's all that's that's his jam right there. <laughs> his jam. It's people getting revenge. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I wrote some pretty good fucking like Shakespeare yeah. type lines. Yep. Like stuff that I used to use to pick up the ladies. Yeah. Uh, it never worked, by the way. It They were, here's Put the thing. Put your hat it, Here's Mike. the thing. Here's the thing. They were like super flattered until they found out I was the guy that wrote it. <laughs> Which I don't. Is thou your father I don't a thief? Know, I don't know how that, I don't know how I feel about that. Because I had, uh, I went, let me see if I can remember one of them. One of them was, uh, what is it? When I, when I look upon you, uh, I, I believed you to be a star that has fallen to earth, yet you remain ever so brilliant as though you are still a twinkle in the infinite sky of night. It was stuff like that. That's pretty strong. And, and I would, like, there was this girl that I was really into in drama class, and I, I left her, like, it was Valentine's Day, and I did, like, the, the candy rose kind of thing and I had that written on the card and they and like all the girls and they're like oh my god they're losing their shit and they thought it was this super cool black guy in the class that wrote it and he of course I think took credit uh, but then when it did surface that it was me then it was kind of like oh ew. <laughs> <laughs> that, that nerd that's, that's sad it is, it um, is. Yeah. but whatever uh, no, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare I, I wrote a lot of Shakespearean inspired stuff as well um, I even, I, I wrote, I want to say I wrote two 
think two or three like full on Shakespearean plays just based off whatever high school drama we were going on. We were we were going through at the time. But I did actually have one where we performed it in an English class in college. Mm-hmm. Um and even the even my English teacher was like, "Wow, you really you really do like Shakespeare. It's very like he he didn't have anything really bad to say about it. So I, I've always been inspired by. It. I've always really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly Leonardo DiCaprio, best Romeo ever. Um, <laughs> okay. Buzz Lerman's interpretation. Yeah, best I mean, of all time. Uh, come on, he's the best. I, I will say, I will say this. I will confession time. I did begin. I never finished it, but I did begin. Att- I did attempt to write. A Shakespearean version of Moulin Rouge. I, I I did try that. I I never finished it, but I I did try it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Who's the next author? Danny. Derek. What? Why are you looking at me? Why let's not? do it. Let's do your other one. You want to do my other one? Yeah. Let's do your I was, other. I was one. saving that for the big finale. Oh, you want to do that for the big finale? Yeah. Because here's the problem, though, is Shakespeare was one of mine as well. Well, but then give an example. Sure. I so I uh, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Right. I didn't come prepared with printouts. All right. Uh, just, you don't have shit just memorized to be or not to be. That is the question. I do. I do. Well, yeah. To suffer the slings and arrows <laughs> of outrageous fortune, fortune, or to, to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die, die to, to sleep. sleep no more. Hi, <laughs> there's the. I remember. I so we'll just. I, look, I'll just talk about how Shakespeare has affected my life. I remember. Watching the Kenneth Braun version of that for the first time and seeing him uh, perform that soliloquy and just being like, I have to, I have to know that. I have to know every word of this. And <laughs> this was, this was before you could just grab your phone and just start reading, reading it off your phone. So I did the only thing that you could do in the nineties, which was as I was watching it, I would listen to him speak, pause. Write, write it, it down, down. <laughs> play the night and like that is how i learned that entire never uh never been to a library huh oh no that, <laughs> fuck that that took too much time <laughs> like i had books of shakespeare so yeah. I no but, but i didn't at the time i didn't at the <laughs> time okay all right i didn't at the time this I was when just, it was when it was cool to not. Write. I was just getting into it. All right, I, I do remember. And I think I've mentioned this previous on the show that this was the first monologue that I ever did for like an acting class, and I did it for my acting class in high school, and I forgot the words like halfway in, and I said "fuck" instead, which you're not supposed to say in class. It was super awkward. <laughs> like I, I did, I got like middle, in, like middle of it blanked, and was like "fuck," and then it, everyone was like. <gasps> And then I remembered, and I continued on, but it was one of those super awkward situations. So, um, yeah, I so Hamlet is one of my my favorites. I I think that it's just one of those ones that's like it's so fucked up, and it's it's just a it's just a great story. And Kenneth Braun's version of that, I think he does it really well. Um, and it he he plays Hamlet brilliantly in that yeah. in that. It is one of those like his interpretation is great and it's pretty much spot on to the play, but it's yeah. super long. It is Be- super long because it's an exact. Yeah. Yep, and that is one of those that is one of those ones where like it's in my opus. day in my day you had two VHSs 
if you wanted to watch that Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, not not the Mel Brooks or the Mel Gibson version. The Mel Brooks version. Actually, I, <laughs> the, I would love to see the, the Mel Brooks actually, version. Actually, though, the Mel Gibson version of that, for being an abridged version, it's, yeah. really it's good. pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I don't think I've... I, I, I probably have. Like seen I, it I actually, in a while. I enjoy his Hamlet. Like yeah. his his version of Hamlet yeah. is very good. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then I will say one of my other favorite stories. I there's a lot of them that I really like. I'm, Although, I'm actually a really I will big say fan. That nobody beats the Schwarzenegger Hamlet. <laughs> Not to be yeah. <laughs> Claudius, you killed my father. <laughs> You remember from Last Action Hero? Oh, that's right. <laughs> to be or not to be, not to be. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I would pay good fucking money to yep. see. I absolutely oh, would. Yeah. Hamlet with just action stars. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Imagine Keanu Reeves trying to do it. Oh, awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Don John. Ooh. It is like I don't know how they missed that. So it is. I would rather be a canker in a hedge <laughs> than a rose in his grace. Ah. This is this is coming from someone who actually really likes Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But I would never ever cast him in Much Ado About Nothing. Now, if he was to play Don John, I think Don John wins that. Oh, wins God. that show. Yeah, but at least he was cast in a co- in like a lighter comedy. Could you yeah. see him doing something like Fuck Hamlet? Hamlet? Can yeah. you imagine him doing that monologue? To be or not to be? That is the question. That is the question. <laughs> Whoa! I did. A, I wrote a skit one time. Of like a macho guy like auditioning, yeah, for uh, for that, and he's reading, and there's uh, it's it's the oh that this two two sullied flesh <laughs> oh, yeah. speech, and at one point there's like a line about something about solid flesh, and the guy like stops and he's just like solid flesh, yeah, and he starts <laughs> flexing, and the director's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm interpreting, because <laughs> that's the thing if you don't understand Shakespeare. Which a lot yeah. of people don't. Yep. You get you get different schools of people. People that are just like they tune out and they're yep. just like mm-hmm. bored as fuck, or people that interpret it wrong. And I think yeah. that's better. Yeah. It's no, those funnier. are the, those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you interpret it wrong. Um, um, so we have a we have a listener comment. Uh, it said Agatha Christie should probably get an honorable mention. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think she's like one of the best selling authors of all time. Yeah. Uh, so. And uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which is being remade, remade. with yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with which I don't think anybody's actually going to watch except us. But, I'm, I'm uh, going to watch the hell out of that. Yeah. Daisy we will Ridley be there. Yeah, no, I'm down. Josh Gad. I'm down. Yeah. She, you know what? And I, I'm going to give Agatha, Agatha Christie a shout out because uh, she. I remember reading some of her stories really young, like way, probably way too young to really understand them. And but like, she fucking knew. Like, she is the original plot twist. Yeah. Like, you, all these people that are trying to do, like, pull the rug out from under you, like, fuck you. You're, yeah. you're just doing well, a bad, that, like. And that's the thing. Like, it's, the Murder on the Orient Express is, if you already know how it ends, it's, it's a rough go to, yeah. like, because you're not going to be surprised at all. However, this cast for oh, this yeah. upcoming film it could is literally so be stellar. anybody. I don't even they give might a change shit it. that I know the ending. Yeah. They'll right. Agatha Christie and Agatha Christie. Yeah. I mean, that would be solid as shit. They're all dead. <laughs> they've been they're dead all, the whole time. It takes place the whole in, time. in purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh sees dead people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, she she really was. She was the original plot twist. And I remember, I think in 
it was either in junior high or high school we watched one of her movies and uh it you know all in black and white so a lot of people were like i'm not into this but i was like this is fucking good uh and then the plot twist at the end i just remember being like fuck dude that is that's how you make a movie. This uh, this comment had said after the honor bunch said no one killing spreed rich people like her. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's too true. Too true. Well, she yeah, no, she is she is the originator of the plot twist. Uh, all right, next up, you got one. I do. I have one. Um, and don't hate me, but this was like my first hate him. <laughs> hate me. It's easy to hate me. Um. Uh, my first introduction into poetry. So this is like, I want to say like second grade, and it was Shel Silverstein. Why would I hate wow. you for that? I, yeah, I, why would I hate you for that? I don't, because we're talking about all these serious like. Oh. I mean, Shel Silverstein's but, a great poet. If you come back to me, poet. I'm doing Doctor Seuss. So yeah. bring, bring it around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this was the first poem um, I I heard by Shel Silverstein, and it was uh, "Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too." <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck yes, and Danny. I had I had to perform this. Read that shit at a recital, uh, for my school. Uh, so here we go. Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Went for a ride in a flying shoe. Hooray! What fun! It's time we flew. Said Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Ickle was captain and pickle was crew. And tickle so coffee and mulligans too. As higher and higher and higher they flew. Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Over the sun and beyond the blue. Hold on, stay in. I hope we do. Said Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Never return to the world they knew. And nobody knows what's happened to dear Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Yep. Yeah, I used to fucking Solid, love me dude. some yeah. some Shel Silverstein. Yeah, no, Silverstein Anytime, was legit, that, that was like the bro. treat. When yeah. the teacher broke yeah. that book out, Fuck. you were like, yay, we did something right. <laughs> uh, and he had that, that boa constrictor song, or the boa constrictor poem uh-huh. that I loved. Hungry Mungry was one of Hungry my Mungry, favorites, yeah. for sure. Um, Hug of War. Uh, uh, so Nadia J on Twitch says that was a great reading. Oh, thank you, Nadia. So... Well, well done, sir. I can't read. It's like that, honestly, so I'm not it's even like gonna try. I've committed it. Like it is always in my brain. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, I I don't know why any no one is gonna judge you for that, dude. That is okay. a great like that is a staple of childhood poetry. It is. Uh, it's. I mean, it's Silverstein and Doctor Seuss. I feel like are those two that are just iconic of oh yeah yeah of your your childhood poems that you remember yeah light in the attic and uh where the sidewalk, sidewalk is. yeah there was oh one more God. yeah there was, was i can't remember what the third one was yeah. but yeah those were amazing uh all right what do you got derek uh i am actually gonna go with uh ronald Dahl. nice um i i and actually that was inspired by your silver scene you said that and i was like oh yeah ronald i was a big fan of that um yeah, I was a big fan. I think his book versions are. He's one of the. I'm never that person that's like, yeah, the book was better. Um, but he's one of those people where I feel like, oh, how was that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the book was better. You see, <laughs> <laughs> want to be a film star, don't you? Um, but yeah, no, his he had this brilliant way of uh, writing childhood fantasy that I just think. As as close as the films can come, they just don't quite capture it. I think there's just something about him and his writing style and and the worlds that he created with like James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, why am I blanking? The twits, the, the, yeah, the the witches, witches which yeah. like which is the movie, which is still creepy as shit. Oh yeah. 
does not even compare to how creepy it is when you read it. That shit is that shit should freak you out as a child. Like yeah, witches well, is God. Dude. I, I I give all the credit to Angelica Houston for the witches. She killed it. Oh no! And she, was somehow super hot when yeah, she wasn't yeah, a witch. Exactly. <laughs> like you just see Morticia Adams when she's not a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but I, I actually yeah. loved that movie for just. I wanted to be turned into a mouse. When when they, you get to play in those the fucking setup that he had with his grandmother yeah. and all the two, I was like, yeah, I'll live like that. Sure, let's do this. <laughs> I think that what sells uh, uh, doll is like every antagonist and every like where like the main character comes from it's so horrible and it's just like he really like sells you like you have to feel sorry for your main character in his books yeah. also uh, his, i think a lot of his work is it's a bit of an acid trip really <laughs> a little bit i mean it's a little bit yeah the twits wasn't was one yeah, hell of an acid it, trip yeah it's i mean it's no c.s lewis or anything like that but it's, <laughs> it's um all right c.s lewis where santa claus can give you weapons of war <laughs> <laughs> we get it, Aslan is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep beating it over your head. God, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> we didn't get this shit from J.R. Tolkien, and he was a Christian too. <laughs> uh, uh, well, technically, Jesus or Gandalf is kind of a Jesus character. No, and actually, yeah. the, if if we're gonna talk authors, the, I mean, we can talk about J.R. Tolkien because there is somebody that it's a Tom. God damn it. What's his name? Hey, Tom. Hey, hey, Tom. Uh, no, it's a Tom something, but he only shows up in the books. He doesn't show up oh, in the movies. Oh, uh, Tom Bombadil. Yes. And he's the only one that can take the ring and it has no effect on him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he meets up with, uh, with the, the hobbits and, you know, he's like super joyful and, and like he actually grabs the ring and just starts flipping it. It doesn't have any, doesn't call to him, doesn't bother like him. Like he's a 20s gangster? Yeah, pretty much. No, it's almost... <laughs> you know he's serious because he's got a toothpick and he's flicking in his yeah, skull. Yeah, it's like, for you. Yeah, it's guidance. Guidance. Yeah, you like rings, do you? It's doom for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get you all the gold you can get. Um, but he he's one of the only people in the entire Middle Earth that is not affected by this ring. And that is supposed to be who your ah. Jesus character is. But, and this is the difference between C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien, is that is so subtle that unless you actually read the book and, like, really dial in with, like, a religious background, it's just a guy that's not affected by the ring. You're not. Yeah. Whereas, like, you read C.S. Lewis and it, he's fucking just hitting you over the head with his Jesus allegory. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I saw the movie adaption, and I already actually really enjoy that series. I, I like the... The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I grew up on it. I was a fan of it. Um, but I remember when I saw the movie, like the new one, and I was just like, God, dude, fucking just ease up on it a well, bit. Like, just- see, the, look, the problem that they made was that they they took his kingdom. And you know what happens when Liam gets things taken. <laughs> he fucking comes back. And, that is true. And he gets it. And it so, so what you're saying is Liam Neeson is Jesus. That's yes. what you're... Okay, all right. That's what you're trying... I guess. That's, I guess that's what I'm saying. I will find you. I think that's what I got from your... Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's move on to... I, we may not have time for much more, especially after we go through what I got that's here. Fine. I think it's a um, solid ending. So these writers that uh, I have chosen, they're they were performers, but they they wrote their material as well. Um, and so we're not just going with like novelists and poets and stuff like this. Uh, this is Abbott and Costello, Lou Oof. Abbott, Bud Costello, 
and the classic straight some, man, funny man. Pretty much like some of the greatest comedy writers. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree of all time. And their piece, um, "Who's on First is yeah. so inspirational. And like, it, but it is. <laughs> it's not even just that it's inspirational. It is. It is this. It, it's like this wrinkle in time of just comedic brilliance. Like yeah. I, there, there's nothing like it out there. And it, most of these back and forths are people just trying to recreate the who's on first. Oh, yeah. Because it's that good. It's that good that it has stood the test yeah, of time any, and gone beyond generations. Like, that it's like, I think, it like, is it analyze this or whatever? Like, you talking about the first thing or the second gig? Yeah. The, the guy. Did you talk to the guy? Which guy? The, like, all of that yeah. is a play on who's on first. Yeah. And even who's on first itself it's pretty fucking timeless. I feel like yeah, yeah. hundreds of years from now, someone could read this. They couldn't even know what fucking baseball is, and they would still find the shit funny. <laughs> and listen, look at we're gonna we're gonna try to read through this, and I am not even gonna pretend like I'm not gonna laugh. Like we already tried to do a run through of it, and yeah. I like I it's so good. It you read through it, and you're like, God damn it, I am not good at writing at all. Like. It's so good. It's brilliant. All right. So here we are. Uh, right. Derek and I are doing uh, this. He's do he's reading Abbott and I am Costello. All right. Here we go. Strange as it may seem, they give ballplayers nowadays very peculiar names. Funny names? Nicknames. Nicknames. Now, on the St. Louis team, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. I want, I want you to tell me the names of the fellows on the St. Louis team. I, I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Uh you know the players' names? Yes. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fella's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who's on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Look, <laughs> you got a first baseman? Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. Who? Yes. Who gets the money? He does. Every dollar of it. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. All I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? No. What is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players around. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. Who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. What's the guy's name on first base? No. What is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. Now, how did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. If I mention the third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No. Who's playing first? What's the name of the third baseman? What's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. There I go. Back on third again. Look, you got an outfield? Sure. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I, th I just thought I'd tell you. Then tell me who's playing left field. Who's playing first? I'm not... Stay out of the infield. I want to know what's the guy's name in left field. <laughs> no, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. To third third base. base. The left fielder's name? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. <laughs> Look, you got a pitcher on this team? Sure. The pitcher's name? Tomorrow. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you now. Then go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow are you going to tell me who's pitching? Now listen, who is not pitching? I'll break your arm if you say who's on first. I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third, Third base. base. <sighs> you got a catcher? Certainly. The catcher's name? Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitching. Now you got it. All we got is a couple of days on the team. You know, I'm a catcher, too. So they tell me. 
I get behind the plate, do some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching on my team, and a heavy hitter gets up. Now, the heavy hitter bunts the ball. He bunts the ball to me. Me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out at first. So I pick up the ball, and I throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's all you have to do. Is throw the ball to first base. Yes. Now, who's got it? Naturally. Look, if I throw the ball to first base, somebody's got to get it. Now, who has it? Naturally. Who? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. So I pick up the ball, and I throw it to naturally. No, you don't throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. I throw the ball to naturally. You throw it to who? Who? Naturally. (laughs) Naturally. I throw the ball to who? Whoever it is drops the ball, and the guy runs to second. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to? I don't know. I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow. A triple play. Another guy gets up and hits a long fly ball to because. Why? I don't know. He's on third, and I don't give a damn. What? I said I don't give a damn. Oh, that's a shortstop. I yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Oh, God damn that, it. That was, so that was good. really good, you guys. Thank oh. you. And just reading through it, it is so fucking brilliant. It's so good. Believe it or not, I have performed it live. Have you really? Without, yeah, without like any script on hand. And it is surprisingly both easy to get lost in oh, and sure. easy to find your way back, though, because yeah. it's so confusing that <laughs> nobody else doesn't even know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, they'd have no fucking idea if yeah. you got lost. And it's, just yeah. like, it's, it's one of those things, too, where, like, even if you even if you are one of those people that's like, all right, I got it. Who's on first? Like, you're you're set. You know what he's talking about. You still, by the time you get to the end, you're just like, I have no fucking clue what they're talking about yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. It's so good though. Yeah. It's, it's it, brilliant. It's, it's one of the most timeless comedic pieces of back and forth. Uh, I think ever. I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that was a lot Did of fun. Ever, like mention who plays right field. <laughs> uh, what's funny is there's actually multiple versions of this because they've, yeah. they've done it so many times mm-hmm. and it's in various movies and stuff like that. And it's always like slightly different. So I don't know because I I actually opted for the longer version of this, but there was a version that had a, all the like naturally stuff cut out. But that's like some of my favorite stuff. I throw the ball to who naturally, naturally, naturally. <laughs> so I throw the ball to naturally. No, you throw it. I love I love that part of it. Yeah. So I had great. to hunt down the version yeah. that had that in it. Yeah. No, I like that part, and I, I always I like when Costello tries to sum it up as if he knows what's going on, but he is he just gets more and more confused as he talks yeah. through it. There's, yeah, there's also so there's a there's one that has like the whole like when his wife collects the check mm-hmm. and the, that that that's extended to because it's the one about like when he gets it who who how does he sign it and he's like who the guy who the guy who plays first you know like the, <laughs> there's like a whole bunch more yeah. to it so oh yeah no it's oh, god it's so good but uh, yeah for for serious like so greatest comedic writers of all time in my opinion yeah no I I would agree I there's nothing like this uh, that. That, there's no, there's straight up. There's nothing like this. Yeah, yeah. And try as we might. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, were, I, I think you guys nailed it. It was. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, being uh, delivering it, but I'm talking about like writing it because wow. I, I wrote a skit that was similar to this, mm-hmm. uh, way way back when I first started writing stuff for like a, it was like a, fundraiser or something at the local community theater, and it was funny, but it's still like just a, <laughs> a bad <laughs> knockoff of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, there's no substituting the original of this. It's uh, it's good. 
And uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. It was. I'm glad we saved that for last. That was. Uh, yeah. That was a good way to end we it. Want a good finish? Yeah, it was strong. But I mean, even this, like, we've barely, uh, just like a lot of these topics, we've barely scratched the surface. Oh, of great for authors sure. that are no longer with us. Yeah, and absolutely. I think we should do this again. Yep. In the future, we'll we'll prepare some more stuff to read. Maybe give you guys more advance notice than like two days or one day or whatever <laughs> it was. And. Um, <laughs> It, I was struggling this week for a yeah, topic, no, and then fine. I was like, you know, that's something fine. we all like writing, yeah. and we all there's like authors that we all really enjoy. So I thought it would be a nice topic. Yeah, maybe we do ones that are live. Hey, that are hey. Like still hey. alive. Maybe, you know? maybe I have we, a feeling uh, that we'd all go yeah. George R. R. Martin and uh, J.K. Rowling. Though maybe we talk about uh, authors that we hate, huh? Nah, maybe. fucking. I have a feeling bags. we'd all do J.K. Rowling and George R. R. Martin if we did that too. <laughs> for, for authors that we hate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, well, who's the one that wrote Twilight? Uh, oh, Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Fuck Meyer, her yeah. and everything Fuck she him. stands for. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, vegetarian bitch. <laughs> yep. That's Fuck a, her. That's harsh, nope. man. Nope. All she did. Look, just real quick. I mean, I will she admit did, she ruined vampires. But... No. Not only did she single-handedly ruin vampires, but she also just looked back at authors who were already dead and was like, you know what? Vampires. And then just fucking rewrote the story. God, I fucking hate her. <laughs> Jesus. It's a different podcast altogether, guys. I'm yeah, sorry. Wow. Yeah, no. It's I, a different podcast. I fucking hate Stephanie no. Myers. Thanks. Right. I, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I no. Uh, I, uh, I couldn't tell. She's the worst. By the timbre of your voice. Yeah, no, right. she's the worst. Jesus. All right, guys. Absolute worst. Um, so, uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, the contest on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com. Uh, if you go to the extras tab, click on the contest page. Our back to school contest is being extended until next weekend, so we will announce the winner live on the 17th, uh, on our live show there. Again, we're doing this for, uh, people on the Hyper RPG network who are going to be listening to our episode late. So there's that. Uh, do you have any, any shows coming up? Uh, I do. So, uh, on Saturday, uh, I will be in Victorville at the Haha ha Comedy Show at the Holiday Inn. Um, it is honestly one of my favorite rooms. Uh, I'm performing with Sam Ridley, uh, the diggle of our show. Uh, he, he will be there. Um, it should be a really great time. Uh, I think they're doing it as a fundraiser for something. So, uh, if you guys want more details about that, please just reach out to me, uh, and I'll let you know. Awesome. And, uh, this week is the season finale comic strip for the dark crusader. That'll be out on Tuesday and, uh, yeah, coming up in what? Two, two weeks, two weeks, September 30th, three yeah. weeks. Uh, NerdBotCon. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Saturday, September 30th We're at still the doing Pasadena that? Convention Center. We will be there. Yeah. Do, doing our thing. You can, you can be there and meet with us, touch us, smell us, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Whatever weird stuff you like to yeah. do. Well, not, no, I mean, okay. For a nominal fee. Did, did for, I, yeah, okay, for a nominal say, fee. I was going to say, did I just open up the floodgates? No, 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 We'll, no, let, no, you, no, we'll no. let you kill Derek yeah. for a nominal fee. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you all. Look, Patreon first. Masticate Satan's. Subjection yes. second. Uh, and again, we so we are going to be recording our new uh, Patreon bonus content. That's the commentary track for Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and uh, no, Attack of the Clones. Clone God. Wars is probably better material. It is. Uh, so <laughs> much Attack better. of the Clones, yeah. we're going to be recording that this coming week, and that'll be released on Patreon as bonus content uh, that same week. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, all right, guys, this has been the Jack of All Nerds. Uh, it also, everyone who we had so a lot of people watching on Twitch tonight uh, throughout the course of the evening. Appreciate all of you. Thank, Thank you. you for tuning in. And all of you that just listen normally through the Chaotic app, we appreciate you as well. And uh, we'd like to, you know, do things to you. <laughs> Special things. 
But but be a Patreon first, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll do special. <laughs> You're really pushing the Patreon. We're whores. <laughs> We're whores. <laughs> we will do a lot of things for money. Well, we haven't taken it to the sexy boudoir pictures yet. <laughs> but we will. It, but it's coming. It might be coming. I you know you never know. You never. I know, know. a glamour shots guy that's down for anything. <laughs> So we're going to start doing, like, Rocky Horror cosplay and just... <laughs> God. Or, or we, right. Actually, it's Halloween season, guys. We could easily find some slutty Halloween costumes. I'll be a slutty barista. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants those pictures of us, guys. <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing. Just saying. Go to I our Patreon if you're, if you're a patron. I, Let us know if you want to see sexy outfits. <laughs> I of, we'll just, I'll just say I, me and Derek. Mike, Mike no, is... Uh, I get. I get a pass. You get a, Woo! How a, dare a, you? Not a pass. If you want to to I make us feel a little bit better yes about ourselves, you I can. Not, no, fuck you. I do not want to be a part of this sexy barista calendar. All right. If this you want to see me bullshit. dress up as a sexy no, no, barista, it's, it's not a calendar, bro. It's just Polaroids. It's just, Polaroids. <laughs> it's just, it's just real classy. So it's worse. You just send. You just send cheap Polaroids <laughs> to your patrons at a certain level. That's that's how the that's how the fancy cosplayers do oh it. Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, don't, I don't think those are those are prints. I don't think those count as as sellable prints. <laughs> Every shot is a negative, but at least, <laughs> but at least they're classy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, if I'm gonna do it, I'll do it fucking classy, guys. All I'll right. don that apron for you. So go to our Patreon, become a patron, and tell us and, what you want to see. And apparently, let us know if you want to see us in. <laughs> It's sexy outfits. Sexy clothing. Fucking aprons. Se- sexy, sexy comic book outfits, I guess. I hate D- this idea already. Derek's been working on the guns. I so. mean, that's all I got. It's... And I'm, I've been working on the Derringers. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit. Uh, this has gone on way too long. <laughs> yeah, this is a very long sign off. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all right, guys. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later.